the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Well, as we get today's Way of Grace underway, welcome to the program. This is the Ministry of Grace Bible Church in Hayward with Pastor Jesse Gastan, who takes us back to the book of Genesis 19. Verses 17 through 26. We're still looking at the life of Lot and his dealings with Sodom and Gomorrah and how God pulls him out of it all. Lessons to be learned along the way. Join us for a look at Lot. Mercy is knocking. Here's Pastor Jesse with today's Way of Grace. What we're discovering in Genesis 19 is that wherever the people of God are, no matter how stupid they are, God is obligated to defend them. And here's the reason why. Everything that I am, he is for me. And everything that he is, I am in him. He's the head, I'm the body. And this is why he had to intercept Saul. Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting who? Me. And he was persecuting the body of Christ. Y'all keeping up? All right, that's for free. It gives you a ground of understanding the fundamental uh, Christocentric principle in our Genesis narrative. But there's some things you must learn. And you and I have to learn about how far we can drift away from God and end up in the enemy's camp out of our own stupid enterprises. Here it is. Notice this, Judges 19. Now, the old man said, peace be with you. However, let your wants lie upon me only large, not in the street. Now, didn't we just hear that a minute ago? Didn't, didn't Lot say, fellas, look, the nighttime around here is crazy. This is Judges chapter 19. This is somewhere about 700. No, this is somewhere about a thousand years from our Genesis 19 narrative. Genesis 19 is about 2000 years before Jesus. Y'all keeping up with me? Judges chapter 19 is about... 900 years before Jesus. So we got an 1100 year gap between Genesis 19 and Genesis 19. Am I making some sense? And yet the same event will transpire in Judges 19 with wicked men encompassing the house about wanting to engage in sodomite sex with this man and his wife. Y'all know your Bible. This is what we call the recapitulation principle. Now, when God gives it to you twice, he means for you to pay attention. Now, just listen to the language. First and foremost, I am clear. Would you please stay at verse 20, please? First and foremost, I am clear that when I look at this, an old man said, peace be with thee. He's operating out of the principle of hospitality to strangers. We bring them in because we want to be responsible for their welfare so they can get down the road. It also means even in most our most wicked societies, and we have them. So you and I can start working in the year 2023 of overcoming generalizations. 
I say I'm sorry to people when I'm helping them work through this. Overgeneralizations actually defraud people of the truth. Did that make some sense? Like if everything is bad coming out of your mouth, it's all bad. But in reality, there's some good there. Then you just lied. You distorted the facts. And if there is some good there, you you defrauded them because they need to be acknowledged. Like we got a really wicked government, but not everybody in the government is wicked. Some of them are good men and women fighting the good fight of faith, laying hold of eternal life. But the vast majority of them are wicked and rotten to the core. But I can't say they're all wicked. Am I making some sense? I could say the same thing about the church. The church is rotten to the core today by its silence. Now we know that silence is consent. But it's not all bad. We know many good men and women fighting the good fight of faith in the ministry. Am I making some sense? So here it is in this very dark era of the judges when every man was doing that which was right in his own eyes and there was no king in the land, meaning Jesus was not ruling among the people. Here we are having the emergence of an upside down, inside out, twisted, perverted culture taking place. What that teaches us prophetically is that where you and I are in our culture, it means Jesus is not reigning in the hearts of men and women. And everybody's doing that, whatever is right in their own eyes. Does that make sense? That's what we are today. Listen to this. The old man said, peace be with you, Howard. Don't stay in the street. Verse 21. Don't stay in the street. Don't go to the club tonight. Oh, and watch out about that club on the Internet. Because you can stay in your house and still go to the club. So he brought him into his house and gave provender unto the asses and they washed their feet and did eat and drink. Same thing, right? Feed them and comfort them. Verse 22. Here it is. Verse 22. Now, as they were making their hearts merry, behold, the men of the city, certain sons of Belial. We be using a curse word today. Beset the house roundabout. Do you see it? Same thing. The sons of Belial. Now, what have they done? Intelligence has operated. They had an integrated system of being able to pick up on strangers coming in. And before those strangers can go to sleep, the house is encompassed about. They're going to take away their rest. They're going to take away their rest. They're going to take away their rest. They're not going to let them rest. They're not going to let them rest. They're going to take away their right to get some sleep and refresh and go their way. They're about to invade their space. They're about to invade their space. They're going to bully them. They're going to invade and bully. See, I'm using terms that you know are really, uh, really toxic terms today. You know this. Are they not? They're going to invade their space. They're going to bully them. They're going to threaten them. This is called tyranny. This is what your government is doing right now. Invading your space. Threatening you. Bullying you. Well, see, you might be asking the question, why am I, in, am I in the middle of Bulls of Bashan wrapping me roundabout? How come you so long on the Internet? How come you so long on those media platforms where they can identify where you are, particularly the perverse ones? Because if we take this to the next level, I'm talking spiritual warfare and spiritual authorities and principalities coming at your mind. They want to encompass your heart and control your soul. Am I making sense now? 
See, we love to keep it on the historical, but on the larger cycle, spiritual, it's the fact that men and women getting far from God in terms of the time and choice making end up in the midst of those wicked systems easily by the way our communication systems work today, and especially at night. Now, notice what it says. They can pass the house about and they beat at the door. Do you see it? Doesn't sound like they were coming over to have a good time. Beating at the door, beating at the door and spake to the master of the house. The old man saying, bring forth the man that came into your house that we may what? Go back to Genesis chapter 19. Let's continue working. Let me clear out these two sub points and then move forward. Under point number one, a surveillance system to trace strangers. Strangers, strangers. Jude put it like this in Jude 7, part C. And let me go ahead on and and clear that up because in Jude, Jude is dealing with the same thing. He says in Jude uh, chapter uh, 1, verse 7, concerning the angels falling from their first estate. This is Jude, not Jesus, sweetheart, the last book of the Bible. Jude says it like this. In Jude chapter 1, verse 7, even as Sodom and Gomorrah and the cities round about them in like manner, giving themselves over to what? And going after what? So stop right there for a moment. Those two clauses are what I want to highlight, not develop because of time. Giving themselves over to strange flesh means that they are, they have a avarice and bent for sexual activity contrary to nature. So I'm I'm not trying to play with words. I'm helping you. This is how you deal with sound doctrine. Now, please understand that when we deal with a more liberal, pro-homosexual interpretive grid, they're going to tell you that they thought that these men were angels. That's absurd. They look like men. They talk like men. They engage like men. They allowed themselves to be submissive to authority like men. They ate food like men. For all intents and purposes, they were men. And that worked for them. Strange here is not the hybrid relationship of humans and devils. That is your pagan Greek mythology, which I've told you at grace to utterly abandon. Such categories do not work. Angels don't have reproductive organs. There are no penises, no vaginas, and no buttholes. Are you listening to me? And so we want to hurry up and and remove every false doctrine that would insert itself to keep us from understanding that what we're dealing with here is sodomy rooted in homosexual behavior. This needs to be understood clearly. These are human beings they are going after. What makes them strange is that they are new and different and not part of that culture, which is one of the pathologies of that whole system. San Francisco knows this. New York knows this. The countries that are given to it knows that the excitement is in messing with somebody you don't know. That's what the bathhouses are about. You guys who are social workers know this. I got people that I know who are deeply involved in that community because they are more susceptible to disease and they have to take care of them. And they know they know they will be riddled with diseases and still engage in that. Are you hearing me? This is why they want to get rid of your Bible, because your world is advocating that system as a whole, as normal, as normative, as right, as good. They're proud about it. 
They're proud about it. So I'm trying to wake you up. They're proud about it. That means the way of a biblical view of the origin of man and the relationship between men and women, and certainly by extension, families, is a threat to that system. So I'm trying to help you understand this is the reason why intrinsically and policy wise and socially you can't be faithful to God's word and not take some hits. All that live godly in Christ will suffer persecution along these lines because this is what's going on. Notice what it says, giving themselves over. That's parodidomai. That means they have unhinged themselves, no mode of restraint. They have jumped in deeply, allowing gravity to pull them down into all hellish manifestation. Do you see it? It's important for you to see it for yourself so you can read it in your Bible and share it with people where there may be some people and, and no doubt across that spectrum. And be careful about our idiosyncratic laughs, because we do that here at Grace. Often we will laugh. Just it's idiosyncratic. It's just something you do. But what I'm talking about is a real harm and hurt. What I'm talking about is a real harm and hurt. And if you just laugh like you don't know that, then your laughter is ignorant. Am I making some sense? Your laughter is ignorance because there's somebody sitting next to you that has been a victim of the same evil. It's true. It's true. Now, God's delivering them, but they still got to deal with the pain of it. And it's still happening. And some of our children are going through it right now as I speak. So old folks shouldn't be laughing. We should be crying. We should be praying. We should be saying, Lord, have mercy on us. That's what we should be doing. Going after strange flesh. Let's go back to our text. The time is hunting me down. Point number one, sub point A, watching for strange flesh. Sub point B, intruding into their space. Intruding into their space. That's what's so horrific about the text. Look at what it says. This is aggression if there is any. You know, you hear, um, you know, be careful to mark out microaggression on the part of the unwoke, woke folk who want to make us who are normal to be guilty of simply challenging them on their hypotheses and their theories and their positions, right? We're being called microaggressors when we say we don't agree with you. I want to show you some macroaggression right about now. Look at it. Look at it, because it's clear here in the text over in verse in Judges chapter. I'm sorry, I got to get back stuck over there with my boy in Judges. Here it is. Here's what it says. It says it over in verse five. And they called Lot and said unto him, where are the men which came in this night? Bring them out to us that we may know them. Do you see it? Saints, ain't nothing passive about that. That's very intrusive. It's very foreboding. It's very intimidating. It's very threatening. Is it not? And I took you to Judges 19 to show you that the same Greek verb, which is also a noun, was used there. And it's the little word know. To know. It's amazing. I'm not going to spend any time because when I listen to liberal theology trying to argue for the sanctity of homosexual relationships, what I know is that they will twist the scriptures absurdly to make their point known. These people encompassing the house 
ain't saying we want to have a conversation to find out what your theological views are all about. That's not what they're doing. That's not what they're doing. Look at verse point number two in your outline. You can stay at verse five for a moment. Point number two, a Sodom that wants to what? A Sodom that wants to know you. And I'm going to drill down in this for you and me, because what this means is a level of invasive intrusion, intrusion into your very person with the goal of changing you. Right. Like so there are some people who are good at developing relationships in order to control people. Would you agree with that? There are some people who are so advanced in their psychopathy, their capacity to find out whether people are weak or whether people are ignorant or whether people are vulnerable or whether people are fearful and they know how to actually captivate them. This is a predatorial mentality. Would you agree with that? Our world has been seeded for predatorial capture for decades upon decades upon decades. For those of you who haven't heard this before, it's called demoralization. Demoralization. Demoralization is a tactic of propaganda by which you get confronted with stuff that you shouldn't be confronted with. And the goal of confronting you with it is to first shock you. It first shocks you. But because they figure they can get it at you over, it's called a blitz. It's called jamming you. They keep it coming until you get over the shock. And then all of a sudden, you're simply operating out of, out of a kind of intellectual disagreement. I don't agree with that. Well, why are you still watching it? Right. See, first of all, you were shocked. And what that meant was the totality of your physiology, along with your cognition, was in agreement that this thing is dangerous. But a little bit later on, it's just you're reasoning through logically. I, I don't agree with that. This is what they're doing in our public schools with our kids from little kids on up. Are you hearing me? This is called grooming. First, they remove the kids' emotional, intuitive awareness that this behavior is threatening, and then they help the kids ration through it. By the time you're in middle school, you're wide open to reasoning with it. This is where we are today. That's called knowing you, by the way. The Greek term in the New Testament is gnosis. And it's the idea of drawing together in a kind of intimate relationship that ultimately consummates in sexual union. Am I making some sense? Well, that's really knowing somebody, isn't it? That's really knowing somebody. And, And once intimacy is brought into coupling, that individual gets to know you at levels, again, of your psychological Uh, characteristics, your personality traits, and knows your weaknesses and your powers. And if they want to be a predator to you, now they can capture you. Am I making some sense? This is Jeffrey Epstein in our text. Don't laugh, just understand it. Don't laugh, understand it, because he knew how to get men and women, particularly in high places. Because the higher up you go, the ranks of uh, economy and the echelons of authority, the closer you are to that dark world. And the more vulnerable you are to the perversions thereof. Am I making some sense? Yes, ask the Clintons. Ask Obama. Okay? Ask most of your Hollywood stars who have put a zip on it since Jeffrey Epstein has died. See, because they know what they're doing with those people. And this is what they want to do to these two angels too. Just imagine if these men were capitulating like Lot did and these sodomites had their way. They'd have every scoop on these two angels when they went. They would be able to tell everybody these are devils. 
They certainly would be devils, wouldn't they? Are you hearing me? See, this is what they do. They catch you like a lot of people that are on the internet with all that porn and stuff. You're already caught. You're already caught. You're already in the web. If they wanted to, they could lift you up and expose you. That's why they're getting all the data that they're getting. You're already caught. Do you guys hear me? You, you haven't escaped. If you don't stop now, you're just like Lot. You're just like Lot. And so it's important for us to capture these realities. They called on Lot, said, where are the men which have you brought in tonight? We want to know them. Three uh, subpoints to actually help us uh, set what we must have as an antithesis to what they want to do. You can't know someone in the biblical sense unless you love them. The biblical sense of knowing is loving. The biblical sense of knowing someone at the deep level of emotional, psychological, physical intimacy requires the love of God. Everything else is hate and perversion. So the word is used in the Septuagint version here, gnosis, all the way back to Genesis 4 verse 1 where it says, Adam knew his wife Eve. And wouldn't you know the kind of knowledge they had together? Something happened. She conceived. That's deep, isn't it? Adam knew his wife, Eve, and she conceived. That would be Genesis 4, 1, sweetheart, right? Just want the people to see it with their own eyes. And Adam knew his wife, Eve, and she what? See, this is not sitting down talking about what, what kind of education you going to get. What college you going to? No, this is deep. I want to know you, right? This is stuff you hear on the songs, right? This is why biblical reality is being turned upside down and myth is being made true. So truth is being turned into a myth today and myths are being turned into truth. And I told my people here at Grace on Friday, both of them will transform you. Truth will transform you and lies will transform you. And this is where you and I suffer the pain of division in our families. This is the pain we suffer. Are you hearing me? The pain we suffer. Division in our families because when a lie gets a hold to one of us or to our children or whatever, and it's transforming them, and we have been graciously kept or recovered by the grace of God, now we're at odds. It's painful. We got, we're getting ready to see that. It's painful. This is how we know it is hate speech and not love speech. This is what I meant. You and I are in a major, for the last hundred years, PSYOP, that's from the government on down, changing the language, turning it upside down, inverting it. So what's good is evil, and what's evil is good, and what's right is wrong, and what's wrong is right, and what's safe is dangerous, and what's love is hate. That's where you are, child of God. And if you don't have a decoder when you're out there in that community, you will imperceptibly imbibe the lie and it will at least at minimum bring you into conflict. This is where you wake up someday saying, I wonder if the Bible's a myth. And I would say, what liar have you been listening to for the last month that caused you to drift away from the Proverbs? Cease my child from him that speaketh of error to draw you away from the words of knowledge. See, and so it's important for you and I to understand we're in a warfare all the time mentally. 
Again, the next text that I want you to see along these lines is Luke chapter 1, verse 34. This is concerning our blessed, blessed, blessed Lord. Here it is. Luke chapter 134, then said Mary unto the angel, how shall this be seeing I what? No, not a man. Now her and Joseph were legally married. They were not formally married. And Joseph was a virgin and she was a virgin. And when Joseph found out sister was pregnant, he had a hard time with the gospel. I would have too, wouldn't you? He had a hard time with the gospel. What he did not know is that what we're actually talking about is the only way that God could redeem us from the sinful flesh is to take on our human nature. And on that note, we will close out today's broadcast of Way of Grace with Pastor Jessica Stand, the ministry of Grace Bible Church right here in Hayward. If you have questions about our broadcast, maybe you would like to spend some time with us worshiping the Lord. We would love to see you. You can get all of that information and reach out to us through our website at grace-bible.com. That's grace-bible.com. Listen to past sermons as well as guest preachers. Again, at our website, grace-bible.com. We'll even let you have any of the notes, sermon notes that are available from these sermons as well. Again, there's an awful lot of resource material available at our website, grace-bible.com. If you'd like to reach out to us by phone, our number is 510-886-9782. That's 510-886-9782. Sunday services here at the church are at 1030. Friday evening Bible study is at 6.30, Tuesday prayer and Bible study again at 6.30, directions and information again at our website grace-bible.com or by calling 510-886-9782. Would you prayerfully consider partnering with this ministry as we reach out to the Bay Area and the world (laughs) on the World Wide Web? We do so because we are linking arms with other listeners such as yourself. This is a listener-supported ministry. Your gifts, no matter the size and no matter the volume, are great help as we continue this ministry called Way of Grace. Consider that as you reach out to us and join us again next time for another broadcast of Way of Grace with Pastor Jessica Stan. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.